0: Welcome to Game Nights and Hard Talks, the podcast where we embark on a journey through the captivating intersection of board games, video games, and relationships. I'm August, the board game enthusiast.
1: And I'm Elena, the girlfriend of the board game enthusiast. Here at Game Nights and Hard Talks, every roll of the dice, every turn of the card, and every click of the controller has a story to tell. So welcome.
0: All right, let's jump in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to game nights and hard talks and today is an awesome day i got my beautiful girlfriend elena
1: what's up guys how's it going i'm super excited for this uh, episode we're kind of past our intro episodes mm-hmm. and now we're diving into what this podcast is actually about
0: one of the many things yep that's gonna be great so you know what we're talking about you can do because you're holding the rule book
1: yeah we're gonna be talking about the first board game that we played Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. If you weren't listening to the previous or you if you did not listen to the previous episode, we mentioned that we'd be talking about
1: Clank today.
0: Actually, no, oh I wait. Have, I have, oh I have the thing. I have
1: <laughs> we're thing. showing a picture of the box, and for those that are listening, it has the title on the front, which is Clank. Um and underneath underneath that the subtitle is a deck building adventure. It's got a dragon on the front with four adventurers climbing out of
0: the this, dragon's lair with
1: dragon's lairs, catacombs, treasure. Yeah, with a lot of treasure and loot. That's what the, the front looks like there. And um,
0: that's kind of what it is. So, Ooh, yeah. And Elena will read the overview. Yeah, I want to
1: read the, a brief overview of Clank. So, this is what comes on the front of the rule book. The passages beneath Dragon Keep are the most dangerous territory in the realm. Only the greatest burglars can sneak in, steal from the dragon, and escape to tell the tale. So naturally, you and your fellow thieves have challenged each other to do just that. Along the way, you'll recruit allies and snatch up extra loot, but one false step and clank. Careless noise draws the dragon's attention, and each artifact stolen increases its rage. You better hope your friends are louder than you are if you want to escape the depths alive.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's the whole the the kind of the overview of the game. Clank is the noise that you make in the game, which will cause your death over time. And so we'll talk a little bit more about what exactly are the elements of the game, but you want to talk about the first night we played it?
0: um if I can remember it correctly yeah uh so you'll have to help me a little bit but I know it was it was during the game nights that we were doing with Raven, Kyla that which is Kyla's her older sister her
1: brother-in-law husband
0: or brother-in-law um yeah and we were doing those every Thursday uh, Thursday night after dance yeah and so we'd all head over and I remember I think I believe this was. So I'll tell you the story. I was searching online for, um, playing because I ended up playing it with Damon, my friend, previously, like, I think a couple months before. And I really liked it a lot. And he only had just the normal base game. Or we played it on tabletop,
1: which is what we're talking about. We're yeah. just talking about the ba- the base game. We have a lot of the expansions for it, which, which we will
0: we'll cover later. Cover later. But um, anyway, yeah. So we, I played it with him the first time, and I was like, "This is a ton of fun. I want to play with my family." And so I went home. I looked on Amazon. I looked everywhere on the internet. And it was just doing research upon research, and I ended up buying it later and.
1: That's one thing I do admire about you. You you do do a lot of research into these games. Like for me, I'm I'm a little bit the opposite. I'm like that game looks cool. Let's just buy it. And you're like watching playthrough videos and are like, what are the reviews on this? What it comes with? You like come to me. You're like, yeah, this game has like 163 cards. It's got this many tokens. And I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: 163 cards isn't that much because I I kickstarted a game called Monster Hunter that has over 2,000. That's yeah. that will be covered later. Anyway. Yeah, so I ended up getting it, played it with my family, like, once or twice, and they enjoyed it, and then I was like, oh, game nights, I should take this. So then um, we get to a game night, and I bring over, like, my stack of board games. Was it the first game night we did?
1: Yeah, it was the first game night that we did, and this was, like, the first game that me personally uh, (laughs) had played that was, like, not Monopoly, so it was like longer than Monopoly. It wasn't something. Uh, it was the first like board game that had like substance to it. Not you're just you're sorry, draw a card and play your little thing. Like this actually well, had like I mean... strategy to it. And yes, there's there's luck and it does depend a little bit on the cards that you draw and what's drawn from the bag and everything. But sorry is literally like just pull a card, move your pawn. That's all you can do. This actually had strategy because you could Buying cards you have to determine what cards you want to buy it's a deck building game so you have to determine is this going to be a good card for my deck does it play well off of my other cards and so yeah this was like the first time learning it and it was really overwhelming I like, really
0: overwhelming. yeah for like all of you too and but i think after like a couple, a couple other times a couple turns and then a couple of other times where we played it on uh, different one of your guys's favorites because you gotta want to play it all the time which i like Clank, one of my favorites i do have other board games that need attention
1: (laughs) yeah we yeah so i think it's normal like i kind of go through this every single time that i play a new board game is there's that initial like overwhelm phase of you're like read the rules you explain what's going to happen and there's this moment of okay i still have no idea how this works and but then you got to kind of live in that space a little bit and yeah. you take your first turn and you're like okay that makes a little bit more sense and then you take your next turn and you're like, okay that makes a little bit more sense and then you get to the end of the game and you're like this is cool i totally sucked let's play another one because now i get it mm-hmm. that's like the first that's how every single that's how it goes for me every single time i play a new game is you read the rules you don't quite understand it then you play it you play it play it play it, play it get to the end you realize that you completely sucked and then it's like okay let's play another one
0: (laughs) yeah and that that's kind of the role i've taken on as the board game enthusiast and i feel like other people would agree with me as being as the game master or the person who organizes it or brings the game you you need to have the most knowledge you need to be able to teach people you know and so yeah that's kind of what i did and when i first got the game too i I opened it up, looked at every little thing, read the rule book front to back, back to front. And uh, then I looked at all the cards and I read every single card. Obviously, there's duplicates in the game because um, you have a standard hand, but then they have some duplicates within the dungeon row, which is the shop for cards. um, To allow people to have uh, the same card as you because some cards are... Very OP, some are kind of not. They're just generic, but yeah. So that's kind of the role I took on.
1: Yeah, so do we want to tell them a little bit about how the game works?
0: Yeah, because they're probably wondering, how does this game work? Um, And if you haven't played a deck-building game, um, then definitely for you. But if you have played a a deck-building game of some sort, it's similar, and now I'm not talking about deck building as in Magic the Gathering, even though that's not deck building per se. You, you build a deck beforehand, and then you go and play something. I don't know how Magic of the Gathering works, but this one is where you play. As you play through the game, you collect cards to make your deck or each turn that you have more powerful or more helpful to get you through the dungeon, get more treasure, and not die.
1: Yeah, so you start with a base deck, um, and then you build upon that. So some of the elements that the game comes with is it does come with a game board. Um, I do have to specify that because (laughs) I've talked to some of my friends that have no idea about board games and um, tell them a little bit about D&D, and they cannot like fathom a game that comes without a board. And they're like, wait, what? And so (laughs) this game does come with a board, and it comes with a double-sided board. Um, and what's cool is that it's a dungeon. So it's like the drawing of a dungeon and it has all of these little pathways that um, lead into different rooms. And so you start with, you start in one room and then it has a little pathway that splits off and goes into other rooms. And um, it, it uh, kind of goes all the way down into the bottom of the, the dungeon, the map, which is called the depths. And um, you can travel around and things like that. And there's two different sides that you can play. That essentially oh. just have different paths, different routes, things like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And so that's, it's going to come with a board. It obviously comes with your standard deck. So everybody starts with 10 cards. Um, and then it comes with like some of your base cards, like movement, uh, fighting, and uh, points. And
0: well, those, so- are, those are different elements or resources on your cards that will determine what you can do on your turn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about each of those um and then it comes with these little cubes that represent your clank. And so this is essentially the entire like function of the game and how it works. Um and so essentially like there's three different um there's three different mechanics that can come on a card. Do you want to explain which each one is?
0: Yeah, so mechanics or resources too. Um there's Skill, uh, which looks like a little diamond blue, and that will have a number associated with it. Uh, There's Swords, which are a red circle with a sword. Um, And then Boots, which is a yellow square uh, with a picture of a boot on it. Um, So for Skill, that allows you to acquire new cards from the dungeon row, which is populated by random cards, but then there's also three set piles uh, mercenary, Explorer, and secret tome. Secret tome that's the name I forgot, but um, yeah, so that's what skill does. There's other expansions that make skill do different things, but for the most part, that's what it is. Swords allow you to fight stuff on the dungeon row because every card, some cards that do flip over onto the dungeon row are monsters. and. The only way to get rid of them is to fight them. Uh, and then there's boots, which allow you to move to different rooms. So each boot is one movement, which allows you to essentially move to another room that's adjacent.
1: Yeah. Now, you may be wondering, OK, what is the actual target or goal of this game? Um, and this comes straight from the rule book, is the terms of this thieving challenge are clear. Everyone must go into the dungeon and steal an artifact. Escaping with your life is technically optional, although vastly preferred. So what this means is that you can die in this game and still win, which is really cool. Kind of like blew my mind when I heard that. But essentially the, um, the whole goal of this game is to get as many points as possible and you have to get an artifact. And the artifacts... Are below the depth so meaning they're on the second half of the board they're on the bottom half of the board and these artifacts are different point values and so obviously the higher point value artifacts are lower in the dungeon and then you have the cheaper ones or the lower point ones that are higher in the dungeon mm-hmm. but um, and so it's like you have to decide like do i get Like, that, the artifact that has less points is easier to get, but it means I get less points at the end of the game.
0: The game really leans a lot into the high-risk, high-reward type of... um, Very much so. Um, Yeah.
1: And so you do have to, if you want to count your points at the end of the game, even if you die, you do have to have an artifact... And it could be any point artifact. So if you have the five-point artifact or the 25-point artifact, it doesn't matter. You just have to have one. And then um, you have to be above the depths. So again, it's that it's that line that divides the board from the top half and the bottom half. So in order to get an artifact, you have to go into the depths and get one there. And then you can die and still count your points, but you have to be above the bottom half or the the 50 mark of the board so you have to be above the depth essentially is how you would be able to count your points if you die and you're below the depth zero you is your
0: score and, and so you get
1: no points and that is probably one of the, the most frustrating things about this game is you can be so close you have so many points you have like artifacts you've got two artifacts you've got cards you've got all this stuff and you die below the depths and your points are zero so you don't get to contest uh you're killed by the dragon um and it really sucks so
0: i I thought there was something that it said like um if you don't have your the artifact like you were saying but you were above the line (laughs) the villagers find you but leave you because you don't have anything valuable on you So get an artifact is what we're saying.
1: Yeah. So that's the goal of the game. And then as you go, right, it says stealing from the dragon is far from a simple job. You'll have to navigate through the ruins, deal with monsters, and acquire valuable treasures. So cards um, have points up in the top right-hand corner. All points are represented in green with a little number. Mm -hmm. Um, And they can get you points. Uh, There's other like treasures that you can find that get you points
0: golds in the game which is just a little cardboard punch out thing of a gold nomination like one five and ten
1: yeah then do you Um, want to tell them how the play actually works like how many cards you'll play at a time in what order do you play said cards
0: uh yeah i'll talk about it but uh we we will make a separate video uh and post on youtube to show you guys actually how it is because i know sometimes visualizing it is more difficult than uh just watching it so um but i'll do my best so essentially throughout the game you will have a deck of cards It starts at 10 but as you play through and upgrade your deck it will go it will get bigger and bigger um but each turn you draw up to five cards uh and you're allowed to look at them i know some people but can we? I remember you guys were asking, like, can we? Can we look at your cards? It's like, yeah, it's your hand. It, well,
1: you never know. You got You got a plan. There's and some strategist. games that you play that you never know if you can look
0: at. Them. Yeah, but from the from what I understand, you're allowed to look at the cards because it's like you kind of need to know what you're doing beforehand before you make the turn. Obviously, everyone's first two three turns are going to look the same because everyone has the same cards, but over time. Paths diverged. People take different routes. Some people like to fight a lot. Some people like to move a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so you play your five cards face uh, face up down, and you literally do what the cards say. So um, some of them will have little text uh, in like this little box at the bottom of them. Uh, for instance, this is the assassin. She has this thing called minus two clank, and you also have base cards or your starting cards where you stumble which makes clank so she gets she helps you get rid of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah you just go through that and you can go through each card individually like left to right or you can go in any order um certain effects like the minus clank if i didn't have any clank in the area uh, i can hold on to it until i make clank so things aren't completely consumed until you determine when Um, so there's a lot of flexibility with it. Like you don't have to use all your movement. You can move once and then buy a card or or you can move once and fight an enemy. Um, Yeah. But the symbols on the cards literally determine what you do. There's been turns where i literally wasn't able to move for like three, four rounds because I didn't have any movement. So you got to balance it too. But that's just how you, that's the, very very abridged version of how to play
1: yeah um and then lastly you may be wondering okay like how do you actually die well so whenever you make stumble right or the card tells you to make a clank you put one of those little cubes that's in your color in the dragon pit and then there are cards that will trigger a poke <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there are cards that will trigger a dragon attack um and um, which fun
0: fact i didn't know this but i read her name's nikki
1: okay there well you go. it's
0: i don't know how to say that but nictor but they just call her nikki so yeah
1: yeah there the you dragon go. has a name. name um and it um yeah so essentially they uh you'll get those little cubes whenever you, the card tells you to make <clears> a clank or you make a clank. Um, and then cards will trigger a dragon attack and it has a dragon symbol on it. And then you take all of the cubes that are in that little dragon pit and you put them in a bag and then you pull out um, the number of clank based on the dragon's rage. And the dragons will go up the rage track based off of when you pull an artifact. Um, you can get these things called dragon eggs, different things like that will, will make it more angry. So meaning you'll pour, pull more cubes. And if you get hit with, if 10 of your cubes are pulled, um, not in one turn but slowly over time then you will die and so that's the game um it's a four player it's a four player game but there is an expansion that will push up to six players we have that expansion um and we normally play with yeah, five to six players um so that's that's plank in a nutshell um do you want to talk about in a very
0: large nutshell yeah i actually had a weird thing Thinking about it I was like you know if you reskin this game to your four robbers breaking into somebody's house and as you you're stealing their valuables and their children potentially yeah it's understandable that the dragon would get mad because it's like you break into my house you steal all this stuff I worked very hard to get yeah and now you're taking my kids what is yeah yeah kind of yes that, that was a very weird Thought I had, but that was kind of what I thought about. Anyway, um,
1: do you want to quickly tell about the favorite cards and then we'll finish it up?
0: Yeah, we can we talk about favorite cards. We can cover the expansions another time. At a
1: later date.
0: So what's your favorite card?
1: My favorite card is a teleport card. Um, it's got like a little sundial on it, um, and it allows you to teleport to a room, um, a, an adjacent room of your choosing, Um, Every single time that you play the card, but I like it because it's a react card, which means that if nobody moves on their turn, you get to play it outside of your deck. So then you get to not only teleport, but then you get to draw another card. And so, yeah, Yeah, it makes it really nice.
0: We would explain more about reacts, but uh, that would be a whole different video because we still struggle with the rule.
1: Yeah, so I like it because of the utility of the card. The art is decent but i like it because of the utility.
0: Yeah. I mean teleporting's really nice. And teleporting and movement sound the same, they are different. Yeah. But that's a, Again, we'll cover that another another time. Another time. My favorite card is the assassin card, which i mentioned earlier. Um, mostly just cuz it's a sexy badass chick on the, uh, as they are. Um, but she's also nice cuz she's a react card too. He minuses two clank, and she provides two attack, and she's also worth two points. So overall, Woo! yeah, uh, another card that I like um, is a I don't I don't I couldn't find it, but it's it's in there somewhere. Clank has a lot of cards. Anyway, uh, is, his name is Mister Whiskers?
1: He's the uh, mascot of Clank, essentially.
0: A little kitty.
1: A little orange kitty.
0: Um, and, uh, on the card, I believe is, uh, he costs one to get, I think he's worth one point, but on his card, he doesn't provide any, like, resources like attack, movement, or, uh, wait, he might actually provide skill. I can't remember exactly, but he has on the little text where he's like minus two clank or the dragon attack. So, like you with that card as the player can choose. Oh, I want the dragon to attack after my turn, regardless. Or it might be on that right, like then, right then and there. But yeah, it's a uh, that's another fun one. Yeah.
1: So that's Clank. We have lots of stories about Clank, um, but I think we'll we'll leave it there for now.
0: Yeah. So that is yeah. Well, until next time, guys. Remember
1: keep the, the dice rolling. Dice. Peace out.
0: That wraps up another exciting episode of Game Nights and Heart Talks. Thank you for rolling with us and being a part of our gaming community.
1: So if you enjoyed the show and found value in it, please spread the word with your fellow gamers. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review. We would truly appreciate it.
0: Till next time, keep those dice rolling. This is August.
1: And this is Elena signing off from Game Nights and Heart Talks.